starting a new series tonight called Wonder. Will you say that with me, Wonder? And tonight I'm going to be talking to you about wonder in the waiting, wonder in the waiting. How many of you remember like the night before Christmas and you would go and like shake the gifts, measure the gifts, maybe even tear into the edge of the box or maybe you would like... uh, all kinds of things. I mean, there's, there's a beautiful wonder when it comes to waiting. I remember uh, waiting to get my first little QA50 motorcycle. I was so crazy excited to get a motorcycle. It was just ridiculous. Or my dad taking me hunting. Even to this day, right now, it's hard for me to sleep the night before opening archery day. I'm just telling you, it's very hard. I don't go into REM sleep on that night. I'm serious. I had to wait. Somebody say wait. I had to wait on a date for my wife. I, you know, I saw her at this bodybuilding competition. Love at first sight. I was a broke bodybuilder. Very broke. No money, no car. I just rode a motorcycle at the time, and I called her just out of the blue and said, would you like to go on a date? And she was warm to it. And I says, well, I don't have any money, and you'll have to pick me up, but I do have a coupon. And I was dead serious. This is no joke. I was dead serious. I wanted to go out on a date with her, but I had pretty much nothing going on. You know what I'm saying? And so she said yes, and then her boyfriend came into town. Now, I don't have time to go into that whole story. I was kind of just barely saved. I was born again, not been born again long, all those things, and... I had to wait on a date for my wife. There's a wonder in waiting. I had to wait. We waited all through our engagement to to kiss. People came to our wedding just to see us kiss. Now, that doesn't mean that we never kissed. We kissed way back when I first met her. And after those kissing sessions, young people... I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we said, this ain't going to work. This is not going to work. So we said, hey, I had a yellow legal pad. We wrote out all of our boundaries, didn't we, sweetheart? And I tell you, one of the wonderful things was we waited that our whole engagement for months, I don't know how long it was, before we kissed. And there was a lot of honor that was brought into our marriage and and uh, we hadn't done things in the world right, like most people. But after we got born again, we were really, really wanting to do things right and honor God. And right before we got married, had no idea what God was setting us up to do. An elder in the church asked us to work with the youth. And from the day that we got married, we've been in ministry ever since. There's wonder in waiting. Young people, there's wonder in waiting. That dude that's trying to work you and get you in bed, come on, man. There's wonder in waiting. 
Don't, don't be listening to that craziness. That's, that's, that's craziness. You know, there was a wonder in waiting for our, our, our wedding. I was very nervous for our wedding. God had restored me. We got married at a place called Patrick's Point. Uh, out in the, you, you walk way out on the beautiful coast, northern California. It's called the Hidden Coast. It's gorgeous. You have to walk out on this big rock. And I get there for my wedding, and I had forgotten my shirt, <laughs> like my cummerbund, or whatever that thing's called. I forgot, I, I forgot the key to our cabin for our first night. I tell you how crazy I was. I went into the cabin, and I turned the TV on and the lights on because I didn't want us to walk into a cabin that was just silent and dark. Because there's wonder in waiting. We had a beautiful honeymoon night. I don't need to go into that. But there's wonder in waiting. Young people, there's wonder in waiting. Keeping yourself. You know, the virtuous woman in Psalms 31, she kept herself for her husband all the days of her life. Well, J.O., when I'm six years old, absolutely. I don't even know my husband. You don't need to know your husband. Keep yourself for your husband. Keep yourself for your wife all the days of your life. Somebody say, there's wonder in waiting. There's wonder in waiting. Listen to this little definition of wonder. There's one that's just kind of like a, a definition. Then I'm going to kind of read to you more of a, a, a biblical definition. Wonder, a feeling of surprise mingled with admiration caused by something beautiful, unexpected, and unfamiliar. Listen to this. This is more of a biblical definition of wonder. Wonder means amazement, awe, marvel, astonishing, surprise. We look and look but we cannot believe our eyes. That's how I felt on my honeymoon night, man. I'm marrying Ray Dean. Can't believe my eyes. When we talk about God being a God of wonder, it means that everything about God begins and ends with wonder. He carries out miraculous works, and he alone can do great wonders, and he does great wonders. Let me qualify something tonight to you. Because it may sound romantic that I'm a good waiter. I'm not a very good waiter. I got to be very careful because I sometimes am very impatient. But I have learned that there is a beautiful wonder when it comes to waiting. I remember when Seth was born. Seth was the bald-headed dude over here with the beard. That's our son. And it was a beautiful, beautiful, I mean, it's our first child and my wife tells me she's pregnant and then the nine months of waiting and then we knew that his name was going to be Boaz or Seth and there he was boom I looked at Rady and I go he's a Seth and he's a Seth and then our daughter and then if you're a grandma or a granddad you know there's a whole nother level when you become grand grandparents it's like, that's, that's our grandson right there, Jojo, Jojo, Jojo. That's our grandson right there. He's like the rock star of the family. 
He dances. He's got his guitar. We just let him go for it. He's worship. He thinks he's a worship leader of the church. You know what I'm saying? He's a rock star. That's JoJo. And then we have uh, Jameson. He spent the night with us last night. He's more like the Viking warrior. He's the biggest dude in our, in our family. The guy is like, wow, I don't even know how you got so big. And then we have our twins, Raleigh and Raider, who literally are sign and wonder. They, they literally are a sign and a wonder. And I, it's, what we went through with them is so fresh, it's really hard for me still to talk about. I was telling a guy at breakfast this morning, and I'm just crying at the breakfast table. It's still so fresh. There's wonder in waiting. How many did you cook? Uh, you cooked a turkey this week. I cooked a, a turkey on Monday. And you know what? It doesn't matter when the, 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 the timer goes off. The timer might go off, but the turkey may not be done. It's not the timer that makes the turkey done. It's the heat. And if you eat that turkey raw, you might be jacked up for some days. <laughs> and sometimes we have our own timer for what we're going through, and we're like, hey, but I want to let you know, it's not the timer that God sets, it's the heat that we go through. It's the heat that we go through. It's not the timer, it's the heat. And sometimes you just have to wait no matter what timer you have set. You can set whatever timer you want to set. But God's going to have his way with the heat in our life. And I've been through some heat and some of you have been through some heat. And I, I could preach a whole message on the heat because a lot of times what God's doing is just purifying us. I'll tell you something. So here, this is for free. This is for free. This is a golden ring right here. That ring right there has been on there since the day we got married. I've never taken it off. But it's not pure gold. Do you know why I know it's not pure gold? Because it's hard. Do you know that there's impurities in this gold because it's only 14 carat? Do you know what pure gold is? Pure gold is 24 carat. Guess how you get it to be 24 carat? You put it in the heat. And guess what happens to it? It melts. Guess what comes to the top? All the impurities. That's already in there. The impurities are already in there. Every one of us has impurities inside of us. Could be copper, could be lead, whatever it is, but it's only the heat that causes the impurities to surface. You're like, wow, I didn't even know I could get angry like that because of the heat. You didn't know you could scream and cuss at your wife until you're under the heat. You're like, wow, where'd that come from? It was, already, it was always there. It was always there. It wasn't until you was put in the heat. And then they take the little ladle thing and they swoop the impurities off the top. What do you think God does with you? If you don't think that's Bible, you ain't read your Bible. That's free tonight. I don't even know if I'm going to be sharing that the rest of the time. But I'm just saying that sometimes it's not about the timer that you put on it. It's the heat that you go through. For what God wants. You know, we're just a bunch of turkeys and he's just cooking us up. Right? 
Look at your friend right there and say, hey, turkey. They had been waiting 400 years, 400 years between the Old Testament, between Malachi and the Messiah, and there had been silence and darkness, and they had been waiting. Somebody say waiting. I I, uh, text my my pastor this week, Bob McGregor, and I says, hey, why why don't you give me your like your theses on those 400 years of waiting. He, he sent this text to me, and I thought, well, I'm just going to read this tonight. I thought it was very, very beautiful. It says, the last prophet in Israel was Malachi, who prophesied to the remnant, who came back from Persia under Nehemiah, then Ezra. If you looked at Malachi, you would see that God was not pleased. It started a dark period of civil wars, being conquered, being liberated, and being conquered again. Then Jesus starts his ministry and speaks of John the Baptist. He quotes Malachi. Malachi prophesies about the messenger coming, silence and darkness. And then John the Baptist, the messenger shows up in that silent period was great anticipation. Somebody say wonder in the waiting. For the kingdom of God to arrive. Then Jesus said, I have arrived. It meant much to those people in that time. God is always in control, even in dark delays. If you're in a dark delay tonight, it's not your timer. It's God's time. And a lot of times, he's adding his heat. Uh, I I don't want to go into it tonight, but I tell you what. God had control in the time of what was going on with our twins. I've been in solitude times before where I just spent time with God going through a tough season of my life. And I want to let you know that he is in control of those dark moments of your life. Unless you put, listen to me, if you don't take a seed and put it into darkness, that seed will never become what is destined to be that seed is destined to go into darkness so it can grow so it can be a plant a tree fruitful or whatever guess where god puts us a lot of times through the darkest moments of our life there's a song that i listened to a lot when we were going through with the twins and a lot through some solitude times that i i've went through waiting on god and it's called uh, take courage If you never listened to it, I think we're going to play it at the end just a little bit. Aslan's going to sing. But it says this, take courage, my heart. Stay steadfast, my soul. He's in the waiting. He's in the waiting. Hold on to your hope as your triumph unfolds. He's never failing. He's never failing. It's a beautiful song about God's in the waiting. Why do you think there's wonder in the waiting? Because God's in the waiting. I want to I read a couple of depictions, the stories in the Bible of guys or ladies or gentlemen waiting on promises of the Bible and just how beautiful, how beautiful it is. This one's out of Luke. If you have your Bible, turn to Luke 25 through 33. I was looking everywhere for my glasses. The problem is when you don't have your glasses on. It's hard to see everything. You know what I'm saying? Luke 25, Luke 2, I'm sorry, 25 through 33. 
If you've got your Bibles, turn there. If you don't have your Bibles, that's fine. I just assume that you've got them memorized. If you don't have them memorized, you should bring your Bible. And it says this. At the time, somebody say waiting. Say, say this with wonder in the waiting. Check out these two stories. They're all in the same chapter about the wonder of waiting. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was a righteous and devout and was eagerly, look, 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 waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him, and he had revealed to him that he would not die. Listen to this right here. He would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Wow. You, you're not going to die till you see the Messiah. And it goes on to say, that day the Spirit led him into the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms, praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is the light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. This guy had waited. Somebody say waited. Waited, waited to see Jesus, the Messiah. And now he's like, hey, you can take me home now. And right when this has happened, there's another prophetess. We're going to talk about her in just a minute. Her name's Anna. But I want to let you know, while you are waiting, don't get discouraged. Whatever you're going through, whatever temperature you're in right now, don't get discouraged in the waiting. Now, that's really easy for me to preach. I mean, that's really easy to preach. When all hell's going, just happening around you, Breaking out, it's very, very easy to get discouraged. Fight against hopelessness. Fight against depression. Fight against defeat in the weight. Radine and I have been there where we had to fight in the weight. Not to get discouraged, not to get depressed, not to get like, wow. Not to listen to the lies of the devil. Lies is like, oh, it's devils are like, it's over with. This is it. This is it. Your heart will lie to you too. Your heart will be like, yep, devil's right. This is it. You got to hold on to the word of God. You got to hold on to his promises. His promises. Somebody said tonight, his promises are yes and amen. Absolutely. You, you do everything that you can in the wait so that you can see the wonder. Listen to it about Anna. Listen to this. Verses 36 through 38. Anna was a prophet, was also there in the temple. She was a daughter of Phanuel and the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Somebody say very old. Very old. She was she pretty up there in age. Her husband died when they was married only seven years. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. Kind of calculate this out a little bit, you know. Got married, maybe it's 18 or 20, and married seven years, and now she's 84. She never left the temple. Come on, somebody. Wow. There's wonder and waiting. 
She never left the temple, but stayed there, look, day and night. I can't hardly get you guys to come sometimes for an hour, 40 minutes on a Sunday. She stayed day and night. And look what she did. She never left the temple, but stayed there day and night, worshiping God with fasting and prayer. Somebody say, wondering, waiting. Wow. When you're waiting, that doesn't mean that you're not doing anything. You're just doing what God, the boundaries that he has set. You're you're tapping into what he wants you to do. In this case, she was worshiping and fasting day and night in the temple. And look what happens. She came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph, and she began praising God. She talked about the child to everyone who had been, look, waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. Man, waiting. There's wonder. She probably had been fasting and praying and going to the temple for like 60 years. Come on. Waiting on the Messiah. Simeon and and Anna, they would have known some of the prophetic words, which there's many hundreds of prophetic words about Jesus in the Old Testament that points to him. But this is one of them. They would have, they would have definitely known this. It's out of Isaiah 9, 6 through 7. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. I love this because of who Jesus is. And the, and the governor will be upon his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful counselor look at this this is what changes everything between christianity and religion mighty god that changes everything between christianity religion and cults mighty god emmanuel everlasting father i added the emmanuel because that's what that means everlasting father prince of peace Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over the kingdom to order it, establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forever, uh, even forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts perform it. I want you to listen to the wonder of someone who had an experience with Jesus. So when you, I'm just going to read this right out of 1 John because it's not them not experience Jesus. It's them, they're writing in 1 John. They're actually writing about the wonder, the amazement of having experienced Jesus Christ. And just listen you can read this like you could read this like this. Well, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes. You can read it that way, but you're you're missing it. I want you to read it with the excitement, the passion, and the life that I think the, the writer wants you to see and feel, and he just keeps repeating himself. Like, it'd be like me going, Radina's beautiful. Yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah, 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 she's, she's my wife. She's beautiful. Yeah. This dude is excited. So let me just read it. And have you ever read it the way that I think the writer wants you to read it? 
Because he's talking about Jesus. Listen to this. That which from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon. Look at that right there. Seen with our eyes and looked upon. And our hands have handled concerning the word of life, the life which was manifested. And we have seen. Didn't he already say that? Yeah, he said it. He says it again. Which we have seen and bear witness and declare to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That which we have seen for like the fourth time. Which we've heard. The guy's excited, man. I mean, he's not just talking. He's experienced Jesus, the Messiah. That which we have seen and heard declare to you that also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. Fellowship with Him and one another. This is a message. Oh, here He goes again. Which we heard from Him declare to you that God is light and in Him no darkness at all. Wow. Have you ever read it that way? You should read the Bible the way that it's written. It's very, very exciting. You, don't, you won't be watching another days of our lives, the young and the restless. There's a lot of beautiful things in the Word of God that's so exciting. I will give you a, a warning when it comes to waiting. Because in the midst of waiting, first of all, if you've never just waited on the Lord, I encourage you to do that. The Bible's full of waiting on the Lord. I mean, just actually waiting on God. I set a time, time sides in my schedule to go to solitude. Just, I have to wait on the Lord. But in the midst of waiting, or it could be on something, or waiting on a miracle, or a promise, you can get very impatient and you can rush it and you can birth what I call Ishmael's. Say that with me, Ishmael's. Why would you say Ishmael's? I'm going to pick on Ishmael for a minute. Because Ishmael was birthed because Sarah, back in the day, Sarai, she wasn't willing to wait on the promise of God. God had already promised Abraham a son. But she wasn't willing to wait. And man, it's a, it's a long story. You should read about it. It's a good story. It's, it's a challenging story. But hooked her husband up with this chick. My wording. She gets pregnant, has Ishmael, and then they have like it's not cool, man. There is going to be a cat fight. And Sarai boots her out of camp and has Ishmael. You have to be careful not to birth Ishmaels in your life when you're waiting on the Lord. Ishmaels, like, like, let me give you an example of it. I, I think of an Ishmael. Saul is getting ready to go to war. 1 Samuel 13. And 
He's waiting on the stud prophet Samuel. And if Samuel's five minutes late, you should wait on Samuel. He is the prophet. He is the man. And Saul's like, hey, bring, bring the burnt sacrifice to me right now. Bring, bring it over here. And he burns the sacrifice. And Samuel shows up and is like, hey, hey, bro, what'd you do? Well, you, you know, you seven days, you, you wasn't here by the time. Oh, man, you did something foolish. And David, I'm sorry, Saul got the kingdom of God yanked out of his life because he birthed the Ishmael. What Ishmaels have you birthed? Maybe you married someone and it didn't work because you married someone unequally yoked. You should look at the Bible. Maybe you didn't get pre-marriage counseling. Maybe you started a business, but you never got counsel on that and you birthed an Ishmael. There's all kinds of Ishmaels that God, I think, can save you out of if you would wait on the Lord. Somebody say wait. There's wait. There's beautiful wonder and waiting. Jesus now lived on earth 33 and a half years, crucified, risen from the dead. He's getting ready to ascend into heaven. He tells his disciples to go to Jerusalem and somebody say wait. Are you with me tonight? Wait on the promise. And there they are, 120 in the upper room and they're waiting on, they don't even know what the promise is but they're waiting on the promise and when Jesus goes up Holy Spirit comes down and the Holy Spirit baptizes them in fire. They're witnesses to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. They're empowered and dude from on high because they waited. Listen to me. There is wonder in waiting. There's wonder in waiting. You might be here tonight and go, I wonder why Jesus is not coming back. I wonder why God is quiet right now in my life. I, I, I wonder why Jesus is waiting to come back. And, and you know, you can have all kinds of reason around that, but I always like to think that you know, the Lord is not slack in concerning His promise. But the Bible says, as some would count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us. Look, 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 look. Desiring none. So, say that with me, none. Maybe Jesus is not coming back because He's waiting for a great revival to cover our earth. Because he's, He desires none. Say that with me, none. Say that with me again, none. He desires none. None, uno, zero people to be lost. He leaves the 99 for the one. Maybe that's why he's 
not returned yet. I tell you what, I'm glad he didn't return before December the 7th, 1986. I've been snap, crackling, and popping in hell. I would have been. Been one of those cocoa little rice crispy things. Yeah. I was wondering, waiting. Be careful with the Ishmael's. I'm going to read the scripture and then I'm done. It's one of the most beautiful scriptures in the Bible when it comes to waiting. You may come in here tonight going, I come to church, I never even thought about waiting. You should think about waiting. We're so busy in, in America and so anxious and so driven, got to be busy, got to be going, got to be. It might be we got to be waiting. There's wonder in waiting. Listen to this. Have you not known Isaiah 40, 38 through 31? Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the earth, the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Anybody go out at the lake and see all the eagles? They shall mount up like wings, like eagles. They will run and not grow weary and walk and not faint. Who? Those who wait on the Lord. Those who wait on the Lord.